Greetings, friends. It's time for Bible College by Radio, brought to you from the campus of African Bible College. How great is our God? How great is His word? He's the greatest one that ever was heard. He rolled back the waters of the mighty Red Sea. And now for today's lesson, here is Mrs. Nell Chinchin. Welcome to Bible College by Radio. Our lessons in this book of Hebrews have been teaching us many things. We've learned what pleases God and what it means to have faith. Now, as we said in our last lesson, that as we begin this 11th chapter of Hebrews, that we're going to take time in this chapter and just look carefully at all these heroes of the faith. Our last lesson introduced us to two men of faith. Ganwo, who were they? Well, Abel, who brought an offering to God that pleased him, and Enoch, who walked with God. We saw also, didn't we, that the way of Cain is the way of disobedience. Cain killed his brother Abel because he was jealous that Abel's sacrifice pleased God and his did not. Cain refused to bring a blood offering but wanted to worship God his own way. <laughs> and we also learn about how God created the world. He did it by his word. That's true, Ganwo. Romans 10:17 also tells us that faith comes by hearing the word of God. All of these people that we've been studying about in this chapter believed God's word, and that's what made them so special. Now today we're going to learn about the faith of Noah and Abraham. But first, Ganwo, would you share those letters that you have there with our listeners? You have one there from Kakata, I believe. Dear Reverend and Mrs. Chin Chin, I hope that this missive will meet the entire family of ABC in the grace and love of God our Father. I thank God for answering my prayer and your prayer. And that is, I ask you all to pray with me so that God will give me a radio for me to be able to listen to Bible College by radio each day, Monday through Friday. And he has given it to me. Mm. I praise his holy name. I also thank you all for your teaching. Reverend, I asked a question in my last uh, letter to you along with the lessons. I am waiting to hear from you or Mrs. Chin Chin. My heartfelt greetings to all the brothers and sisters at ABC. 
yours in Christ. Well, that certainly is a quick answer to prayer, isn't it? That uh, here is a listener who needed a radio in order that he might continue to do well in the correspondence courses and listen to Bible College by radio every day. Now, you too out there, you should begin uh, writing in for your lessons and uh, making sure that you keep up with this new series in Hebrews. Gamble, you have another letter there for us. Would you share it with us, please? Dear Mrs. and Reverend Chin Chin, it is always the habit and privilege for me to extend my sincere thanks and congratulations to you over there at African Bible College for the beautiful work you are undertaking. That is, taking 30 minutes of your daily hours, Monday through Friday, sharing with us the wonderful treasures of God's truth. Brother and sister in Christ, I also thank you ever so much for those beautiful designed certificates you sent me during our studies in the book of the prophet Isaiah and the prison epistles. I tell you, I was highly impressed upon receiving those certificates. So please send me the new lessons, if possible. The reason why you did not receive my last answered lesson is that I was unable to reach to the post office. Therefore, I sent it with a friend of mine, and I don't really know what he did with it. Mm. So please pardon me for any inconveniences this might have caused. Thank you very much. Yours in Christ. Well, thank you for that letter, and certainly we will as we pray today. We will pray for our friend. We are certainly glad you're not being discouraged and that you're still winning your certificates too. Uh, just keep up the good work. Uh, let's just look together now to God in prayer for our lesson today. Heavenly Father, thank you for these who have written, and we know that there are many others who share uh, with us day by day in these Bible College by Radio lessons. And we would just ask now that uh, you open up our eyes, that we might behold wonderful things out of your word, and we indeed would lift up our brother to you as he has written asking prayer concerning his eye condition, that you who are the great healer, would uh, just touch him and uh, give wisdom to the doctors as they treat him. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now open your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11 again, that very famous faith chapter, and look at verse 6 again. Now this is a verse that ended our last lesson, but we need to begin there today. As we read in verse 6 now in chapter 11, Without faith it is impossible to please God for he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now, God rewards those who trust him. We need to keep reminding ourselves of this. Now, what does verse 7 say, Gonwell? By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. By the wish, he, con uh, he condemned the word and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. But Mrs. Chin Chin, if Noah had not, uh, had not gone to all that trouble and expenses of building that boat, would he still have escaped the flood? Doesn't this sound a little bit like he was saved by his works? Well, Gamble, that's a very good point. But what made Noah build the ark anyway? <laughs> well, he believed what God said about sending a flood, and that was the ground of his faith. His faith rested on the warning that God had given him concerning the coming destruction. He even had fear in his heart, and that means he believed so strongly that he was afraid not to build that ark. And then uh, we see that resort was that his whole family was saved. And that's almost like today, isn't it, Mrs. Chin Chin? If a person doesn't believe God's word about the coming judgment on sinners, he is not likely to believe him at all. 
I think we need to realize that Noah was a man who believed God. Even before God told him about the flood, look back at Genesis chapter 6, and we can see that uh, in verse 8 and 9. We read there that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Now, this is the history of the generation of Noah. Noah was a just and righteous man, blameless in his generation. Noah walked with God. And then God said to him, we read that down in verse 14, Make yourself an ark of gopher wood and make it in rooms and cover it inside and out with pitch. Noah did this. He did all that God commanded him. Now, you see, Noah's building the ark proved that his faith was genuine. Now, think about that for a minute, and then look at your own life. Have you ever done anything in your own life to prove that your faith in God is real? Well, Mrs. Chinchit, are you talking about a person doing some kind of works for his salvation? No, indeed, Ganwo. I'm talking about some demonstration of your faith after you receive Christ as your Savior. Oh, well, I guess I could say coming to African Bible College was a step of faith. All right, deciding to serve Christ with your life is certainly an act of faith. Trusting Him to provide for you day by day is an act of faith. Giving of what God has entrusted to you is an act of faith. I'm sure our listeners could, could bear testimony in their own lives as to ways that they have trusted God. <laughs> I'm sure our listeners all know the motto of African Bible College. Faith in action, God in motion. That's really how ABC was started, isn't it? By faith being put into action. True, Ganwo. God will always honor faith. And certainly when that faith has as its goal to bring glory to God, Noah had a work to do in building that ark. It was not an easy task. And yet he knew that God had given him direction and he was obedient to God's word. And I think that's another way faith is demonstrated, Mrs. Chinchin, by doing what God commands. Isn't that what we read in 1 John 2, 4? He that saith, I know him, and keeps not his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. You see, obedience to God, to his word, as we find it now in the Bible, is the only way to heaven, and that requires faith. <laughs> so Noah, we read, thus did Noah according to all that God commanded him, as we read in Genesis 6.22. But that uh, saving of his house, Mrs. Chinchin, does that mean that the children of all believers will be saved? Well, God, well, God always honor those who honor him. We saw the Philippian jailer was saved with all his household. God's greatest delight is to bring an entire family to himself because he is a covenant God. The covenant God made with Abraham was made not only to Abraham, but to all his descendants as well. Uh, what do you mean by a covenant God, Mr. Chinchi? Well, a covenant, Ganwo, as you know, is an agreement between two or more persons. And God has promised certain blessings to those who believe on him, and many of those blessings include their children as well. Uh, one thing I noticed about Noah, Mrs. Chinchi, was that his building that ark, his faith, and obedience to God condemned the world. That's true, Gonwell. The people who stood around watching Noah build that big boat in the middle of that dry ground laughed at him. They mocked him, they abused him, but still his faith convicted them. Now this is why the Christian life is so important. A true believer who lives his life before the world in a way that is honoring to God will reprove the world of sin. They will be convicted of their sinful life when they see the way the Christian lives. 
Now, that happened in my own life. My little brother came out to visit us on our farm one summer before Reverend Chin Chin and I were Christians, and he was so dedicated, we had never seen anyone like him before. He would get up early in the morning to read his Bible. He would spend all his lunchtime learning memory verses. He went to church even in the middle of the week. Well, it was his life that convicted us. He was so committed to keeping Sunday as a special day for God that he would not even read the newspaper on Sunday. Of course, we thought he was fanatical, but it really convicted us that our life came far short of glorifying God. Now, as we move on in this 11th chapter of Hebrews, we come to another of the heroes of the faith. God, well, who is this? Well, that's Abraham. And we see that in verse 8. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for uh, an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whither he went. So, uh, wh what is the important thing we see about Abraham there, Ganwal? I think it's his obedience. Abraham obeyed God. All right, let's look back at Genesis 12 and see just what happened. Uh, let's see the account there of what happened to Abraham in, in verse 1 at, of chapter 12. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house to a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation... And I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curses thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Now we also see that over in Acts 7. Uh, Ganwo, would you read that for us? And he said, Men, brethren, and fathers, hearken. The God of glory appeared unto our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he dwelt in Haran, and said unto him, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and come into the land which I shall show thee. Ah, that's good, Ganwo. Now we see that God appeared to Abraham and gave him his instructions. We do not know exactly how God communicated his will to Abraham. Today, God reveals his will to us through the Bible. But we do know that Abraham obeyed God. He told him to leave his people, his land, all the things that he loved, and just pack up a tent and follow God. He didn't even know where he was going. <laughs> you know, Mrs. Chin Chin, one thing I see here is that faith and obedience can never be separated. Abraham started out on that long journey, and he didn't even know the place God was sending him. Yes, God, well, many times missionaries must go out not knowing where they're going. So you see, by faith, we follow God to a strange place. Do we do it to gain material prosperity, Gonwell? Oh, no, indeed, Mrs. Chin Chin. We go where God calls us because we want to tell others about Him. We want to share this good news and see people come to Christ as their Savior. That's so true. Now look at these next two verses and we see something else. Uh, in verse 9, we see that by faith, Abraham sojourned in the land of promise, as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which had foundations, whose builder and maker was God. Now here we see that Abraham was not just looking for a fine house and a big farm here on earth. He was looking up. You know, one time while we were living in, in Sino and we had a fine mat house there, and the ceiling of that house had a beautiful design, all in mats, different colors. 
And there was this one man named Charlie who lived in Planda Ballybo, and he, he could weave these beautiful bamboo mats. Well, one time, this woman came to visit us from the States. And this woman, you know, she had plenty of money and fine clothes and all. And she did not think that we should be living in the forest like that with our small children. In fact, she called us kind of wicked for bringing all our children out into the jungle. Well, one day after she left, one man came who was the director of a mission. And I told him about this woman and some of the things that she had said. And he listened. And then he looked up at the ceiling of our bamboo house at those beautiful mats. And he said, maybe, maybe she forgot to look up. <laughs> well, I tell you, my friend, she had forgotten to look up in more ways than one. And many people today forget to look up. Abraham looked up. He was looking for a city whose builder was God. And you know, if you keep your eyes on that heavenly home, you can't worry too much about what happens down here. <laughs> well, that takes faith, doesn't it, Mrs. Chinchin? Yes, it does, Ganwell. It is not easy to keep your eyes on eternity when you're living in a strange land. But Abraham didn't even build a house or purchase land. He didn't make any alliances with those heathen people. He lived what we call a separated life. That means he was still in the world, but he was not a part of the world. And it looks like Isaac and Jacob followed their father's example, doesn't it? Exactly so, Ganmo. Children do follow in their father's footsteps. And you know, you can't deceive those children who live in the same house with you. You can act some kind of way and try to make people think you're a big, fine Christian outside. But it's inside that the true test comes. Oh, Abraham's descendants were part of his blessing. God's grace that was on Isaac and Jacob were part of God's promise to Abraham. Now we see in these next verses that Abraham's wife also had faith. Look at verse 11 now in Hebrews 11. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as dead as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. Now, you see that it is truly wonderful when a man's faith is reinforced by a believing wife. Sarah believed God. She believed that he was able to do exactly what he said he would do. Now, what happened as a result of her faith, Ganwo? Well, she received strength in her old age to conceive. Now, that's exactly what happened. That old, tired body of Sarah's conceived new life and strength. We read this same thing in Isaiah forty thirty one: That they that wait upon the Lord, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Oh, when a person receives Christ, he receives new vitality, new strength. In my own life, I know this is true. Before I became a Christian, I had been quite ill for many years. I was very weak and sickly. In fact, the doctor said it would not be 10 years before I would be confined to a wheelchair. And they also told me after our third child was born that I could never have another child, that it would be impossible for me to conceive a child. But it happened to me as it did to Sarah. God renewed my strength 
when I received Jesus Christ as my Savior. And then he blessed me with a child and then another and another and another, even giving me children my old age just like Sarah. <laughs> I know the Lord gives strength to those who believe in him. I think of Dr. Baird, who was our Spiritual Emphasis Week speaker. He sometimes spoke three or four times a day and never seemed to get tired. Yes, that's true. We need, too, to look at all the obstacles Sarah faced to her faith. She had no children. She was now old. On what hope could she even begin to believe that she could have a child? Her faith rested simply and completely on the Word of God. I think that is the real secret of Sarah's faith. She judged him faithful who had promised, the Bible says. She believed God would do what he said he would do. That's right, Ganwo. Sarah knew that God would not lie. Her faith also rested on the character of God. Think about that now. If someone tells you they will do something, you may have full confidence that he will do what he says if he is a person you can depend on. But if not, <laughs> then you really don't expect him to do it. I can see that, Mrs. Chinchin. A person's character makes a lot of difference in how much uh, you trust him to do what he says. Now, Sarah believed that God uh, would do what he said. That is really the foundation stone upon which our faith must be laid also. Some people, you know, think that they can come to faith in God, and maybe they really want to, but they try to get faith by questioning and arguing with God's word. But Sarah never questioned God. Uh, but Mrs. Chinchin, didn't Sarah laugh when God told her she would have a son? She laughed at the impossibleness uh, when those messengers, those angels, told Abraham that Sarah would have a son, but God immediately rebuked her and said, Is anything too hard for the Lord? Now, the book of Hebrews doesn't remind us of Sarah's first reaction. We're reminded of the fact that she did believe God and received the strength from him she needed to conceive. Look at verse 12. Therefore there sprang even of one, and him as good as dead, as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore, innumerable. God rewarded Abraham and Sarah. And from her faith, Isaac was born, and from him, Jesus Christ himself. Oh, who can tell what your small faith may someday accomplish for the kingdom of God, my friend? Oh, let us pray together. Lord, increase our faith. Oh, 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 oh.
again to Bible College by Radio. May God bless you and keep you in all your ways. Towards her, on the mighty red sea.